and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and there's Jerry over there. And we are reveling in nature this morning. We're just loving life because it has rained and it smells amazing outside. And it turns out that that amazing smell is called petrichor. Chuck, go. Yeah, and so we decided to have school outside today. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I loved that. Because it also meant not only that it was a nice day out and that your teacher had clearly taken acid that morning. <laughs> yeah. But that the the end of the school year was fast approaching. Uh, sure, because I guess that was usually in the spring, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in Toledo. Like, if you if it, if it was nice enough to go outside, you were coming up on the end of the school year. So love that. Yes. But... Petrichor, like you said, if you ever go outside after a rain, especially a light rain, which we'll get to, more so than a heavy rain, uh, and you think, man, what is it about that smell that I love so much? And we should also do one on fresh cut grass. Okay. I bet it's something similar. It's got to be. But that has a name, and that is Petrichor, P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R, mm-hmm. and it is that earthy, sort of warm, steamy, earthy fragrance that we get and there is a story behind it and reasons for it that is science-based. Yes, which makes it just amazingly wonderful. Yes, but it came from Australia, right, the name? It did, Australia in the 60s, actually. Um, it's based on two Greek words, um, petros, I believe, which means stone, mm-hmm. and ichor, uh, which means the fluid that flows in the veins of the gods. Blood of the gods is a simpler way to think about That's it. That's one way to put it. I also <laughs> saw life force of the gods sure. coming from a stone. They really went all out, but they had great names. Well, at least the uh, woman researcher did, Isabel Joy Bear. Mm-hmm. I love that name. It's just a wonderful little name. Like it should be a, a, a like a Nickelodeon Sprout cartoon or something. Yeah, character. not Isabel Joy Behar. That's different. Right. That's like Kathleen Turner Overdrive. (laughs) Anyway, the other guy was Richard Thomas, who had a ho-hum name, but the two of them coined this term in 1964 in an article in the journal Nature. The uh, article was called Nature of Argillaceous Odor, with a U, because they were in Australia. And they coined this term, but they also kind of got down to what creates this. And rather than it just being one thing, it seems to be a combination of three amazing things that all kind of come to the fore during a rainstorm, especially after uh, a dry spell. The first rain after a prolonged dry spell really stinks up the place with beautiful odors. Yeah, and the first thing that uh, we're going to talk about is a molecule that's made by a certain kind of bacteria. And the molecule is called geosmin, G-E-O-S-M-I-N. Mm-hmm. And it's produced by the bacteria uh, Streptomyces when it dies. Right. And it's all over the ground if it's, you know, healthy ground. Yeah, and we figured out that Streptomyces makes a really good antibiotic. We use Streptomyces to cure a bunch of different stuff. But um, it's not Streptomyces we're smelling. It's this molecule that Streptomyces produces as it, as, when it dies and I believe as it's being consumed by other bacteria, yeah. right? So this geosmin stuff that's in the soil um, has this earthy smell. The, the, the earthy component of petrichor is, it comes from this molecule. And they knew this starting back in the 60s with uh, Bayer and Thomas. And they didn't know exactly how that would happen, though. Like, how does a molecule in the soil get into the air to make it, you know, the smell after a rain? And then finally, some MIT researchers proved it once and for all in 2015 that it becomes aerosolized. 
Yeah, that's really cool. Like just four years now, as we record this, we've known mm-hmm. exactly how this happened because they used these really high-speed close-up cameras to the ground, and they found out what the raindrops, they trap little tiny air bubbles when they hit the ground, mm-hmm. and then those bubbles shoot up through the raindrop and kind of pop an aerosol, like uh, sort of when you look at it, when you pour a soda, that stuff that fizzes at the top. Right. It just sort of aerosoli- aerosolizes. Yeah. And it spreads by the wind, and that's why uh, a light rain makes the smell more. Like mm-hmm. if it's just like pounding with rain, it's not going to aerosolize and uh, aerosolize and spread out as much. Right, because it's diffused by the wind. Like it pops up from the raindrops, it pops through the raindrops into the air, and then the wind kind of carries it. So if you've ever noticed, especially before a storm, it's technically not smelling before the storm. It smells just at the very beginning of the storm when the first droplets have hit the ground and have begun to aerosolize, but the wind is really starting to pick up and carry it through. That's where geosmin really comes into play. Yeah, and here's the deal with geosmin, why it's kind of a big deal for us humans, is that more so than any animal that I could find, human beings are really, really sensitive to the smell of geosmin. It's so bizarre, man. Like, we're super sensitive yeah, I mean, that means it's important, right? It it does, but they're not quite sure why it's important. They think that maybe we evolved to be able to find water through the scent oh, okay. of geosmin. That makes sense. But, um, so we're more sensitive to geosmin than sharks are to blood. Amazing. A shark can smell something like one part of blood per billion parts of water. And we can smell geosmin at five parts per trillion. So we're more sensitive to the smell of geosmin than a shark is to the scent of blood in the water. Right, which I did some more research into that. Apparently, sharks have been overstated a bit. They can smell blood pretty well, but it's not like uh, those things where they can smell it a mile away. Uh That's all internet legend. Okay, sure. But even still, I mean, the shark smells blood to sustain itself with food. Sure. And we somehow evolved to smell geosmin even better than a shark can. We're not known for our sense of smell. So there is a, there's a riddle there. There's a, a, a red flag, evolutionarily speaking, that we have yet to figure out. But it definitely is significant. All right. We're going to spend 60 seconds trying to figure it out. You listen to this break, and we'll come back and figure it out and let you know. All right, so here's uh, another cool thing. The paper wait, wait. by. Did we figure it out? No, we didn't figure it out. Okay. <laughs> here's the thing in that paper by Bear and Thomas in 1964. It's pretty cool. Uh, they found out that this, this scent was being captured and sold in India as Matika Atar. Mm-hmm. And Geosman is also like becoming a perfume ingredient, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it has been in India for a while, but the uh, I guess the perfume industry in the United States and Europe is, is finally catching up to that these days. Yeah, we we love the smell, but we hate the taste, as yeah. as they say. Yes, because geosmin also appears um, in other places, sometimes in the terroir of wine or in mineral water. I don't know that I've ever det- detected it. At least I didn't realize it. Yeah, I need to know what it 
what it is because I love beets. I love mineral water. I certainly am made partially of wine. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I need to know if like all those things that I like, if it's in there, then I probably like the taste. So you do like the earthy taste of beets because that's what gives beets its earthy taste. It's yosemite. I do too, but I'm also like walking on a razor's edge of enjoying beets every time I do. Oh, really? To where if I stopped and really thought about the taste, I would hate it immediately and possibly forever. So I just think about other stuff like, you know, baseball or my old Cabbage Patch kid when I was younger. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know about the second one, but yes. Okay. But that's not all, is it, Chuck? No, this this next part is really cool to me. Um, because if you've ever noticed, if you've been in a rainstorm in the country or the woods, mm-hmm. it smells very different than in the city. And that's not just because when it rains in the city, it's kicking up pee and poop and garbage and stuff like that into the air. No, because it, some, it, it technically smells cleaner yeah. in the city than it does even in the countryside. Yeah, and that's not because there's more to clean in the city. <laughs> uh, and so you're smelling the, the offshoot of that. Uh, what it is is uh, ozone. That third ingredient that uh, you smell when you have that patricor effect, is that a term? The, the effect of it? I, the effect you think of you smelling just made it? made it up, yeah. <laughs> is lightning. So uh, when a thunderstorm comes around, that what you're smelling with the lightning, that clean sort of crisp thing that you can't quite put your finger on is ozone. Yeah, which is produced naturally up in the atmosphere, but it, uh, the electrical, like, bolt of anger that is lightning also excites the oxygen molecules in the air so much that it can bind them together into O3, that's ozone, and that does have a very specific smell. It's weird. It's a weird smell. I I remember we had a listener one time that was, um, do you remember this guy? He was making ozone deodorant. No. Yeah, he sent. I think he sent it to me because he knows that I have deodorant problems. Oh, I want to try that. Who, if you're listening, please. Oh send man, this is years ago. But if you're listening, send us in some more. I didn't care for it. It had a weird smell, and he was like, "Yeah, some people ozone's kind of goes one way or the other." I'll use your old stick if you're not using it anymore. I don't think I still have it. This is, you want my four-year-old ozone deodorant? Yeah, All yeah, right. with like your armpit hair still stuck to the top of it. Oh gosh. Um, so the reason why it smells cleaner in the city is because there's less geosmin because there's typically right. less soil in the city and geosmin smells more earthy than ozone. Um, so you get a, more of a prominent geosmin smell in the countryside, which means you get more of an ozone smell in the city, which means it smells cleaner in the city. Yeah, it's not like there's more ozone in the city. It's just more prominent because there's less of the geosmin. Right, right. But there is another ingredient that we skipped over. It's technically the second ingredient, and they're not 100% sure of this, but it's ju- it makes so much sense that they're almost certain that this is the case, that the third component of petrichor, you've got geosmin, ozone, and then terpenes, the things that give plants their distinctive smells. They think that terpenes are activated through a number of different mechanisms um, that make them produce a, a much more fragrant smell right around a rainstorm, uh, and then that com- contributes to the smell of petrichor too. Right, and if it's been, like, really dry for a long time, that rain may be hard enough to where it, like, breaks off dry plant material and stuff like that, mm-hmm. releases that chemical, uh, and they liken it in this article from the BBC, just like when you crush up dried herbs, it releases that smell. Yeah, and it would probably follow the same process as the uh, geosmin, where it just becomes aerosolized by the raindrops as they hit them. Very cool. This is a good one to know. Like, next time you're in a rainstorm and someone comments about why it smells, just say Patricor. Right. 
Or the next time somebody just spits out a bite full of food in their napkin and says, I hate beets, you can explain why. Petricor. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's it for Petricor, Petricor, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it has been done. So Short Stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hold up. 